Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Sereniti Gorokov, your host, and today we have the honor of having Sarah from Emboldened Adventures joining us. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Gemma. It's a pleasure. Sarah, can you please introduce yourself with an emphasis on the kind of abuse you overcame in your life? Absolutely happy to do so. So I'm Sarah and I'm the founder of the travel inspiration content site, Bold and Adventures. I'm also an author and a international public speaker. And prior to transitioning into this beautiful next chapter of my life that includes Bold and Adventures, I am a recovering 20 year corporate America, Wall Street finance, renewable energy person who lived her life in New York City. And that sort of career that I took on willingly uh, from my early days graduating college to today in my mid-40s um, was very intense, very intense. And it required sacrifice, personal sacrifice in the sense of job comes first, career comes first, the, the, uh, the ask from manager comes first, everything else comes second. And that with you know, working in an intense city that is New York City, Manhattan, Midtown, you know, with that same sort of energy that you find in the city, you know, it just doesn't let go. You come home and it's still loud. It's still bold. It's still in your face. It's still noxious. So, you know, I don't, I guess my subconscious didn't realize this, this whole, or my conscious didn't realize this, but my conscious did that at some point in January of 2022, I hit that surrender point. I said, no more. I, I quit, I quit my career, quit my job, and I'm, I'm moving on to wherever feels right in my heart. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So I understand that it was a lot of sacrifice. I understand that corporate came first, manager ask came first, and all the rest came after, if you still have energy for that, or time, or money, or whatever. Um, what has been that key moment when you realized, I'm not going to do that anymore, it's over, I have a life to live, I come first, therefore I must leave and quit that job. What, what happened? What was that decisive moment, that shift? So there was an immediate moment. There was a moment that had been building up for years and years and years. So, you know, just because one thing happened didn't mean I'm basically derailing what I worked hard for for so long and not be able to navigate, you know, something that probably could have been navigatable at some point, but, because of the bill for so long and, and the awareness that I was growing, um, you know, that little straw did break the camel's back in that instance. So, you know, that career I've described that 20 plus years of intensity, uh, you know, was fraught with lots of job loss because I joined, you know, an investment bank for nine years as an investment banker. And, you know, the financial markets tend to hemorrhage, tend to be very volatile. And people as a resource in these sort of uh, banks, large global banks, are easily expendable, right? You know, they don't, their investment are in people and consultant industries, things like that, have that same point of view. People are your biggest, you know, expense. And when things get 
kind of rocky, people have to get let go. So that's an understanding in investment banking. And it's a kill or be killed kind of reality. Uh, it may be changing these days, but back in 20, you know, well, when they started 2004 to 2012, you know, that was kind of the rules of a real intense all-nighters, a uh, lot uh, that was demanded of you. And so, and even from the client standpoint, because these deals were intense, IPOs, M&A sort of transaction. Looking back, I, I closed $12 billion of deals over the life of my career. But like I said, that comes with the price tag to your health, mental health, and and otherwise. So I lost my job three times in these sort of, you know, kind of career evolutions of mine. I, I went on from banking to renewable energy. And, and that industry also is very fickle, if you will. Um, you know, people don't last very long sometimes in some of these energy jobs because it's an evolving uh, industry. You know, renewable energy is new in a lot of ways because it's trying to disrupt the traditional status quo that is, you know, traditional oil and gas and coal uh, energy resources and, and just how we do things. I mean, we're, we're seeing now how hard it is to adopt an electric car and other sort of alternatives. So I was kind of an OG in, in this space. I decided to come into the renewable energy space back in 2011, which is a long time. This is uh, right when the Tesla Roadster was being introduced uh, to the market. So a lot's happened in that time, but because things are disruptive and changing, that also means jobs go away. So I've lo I lost my job three times. And at one point I was out of work for two and a half years while I lived in my apartment that I owned in New York. So that sort of kind of trauma, if you will, really had an impact. And I'm only now beginning to realize how much that was hard to navigate on my own, um, you know, job rejections and the like. I mentioned a public speaker. One of the first speeches I've given, which is on my YouTube page in Bolden Adventures, talks about, you know, more detail, you know, that experience and, and what put me to that breaking point. However, I did finally say no more, as I mentioned in January, 2022, and it was all because the a senior leader on a conference call made a comment about my title going away. And it was done in a way that I thought was pretty jarring and not appropriate, not the right time to bring something like this up in front of my manager and their sort of senior leaders. I was giving a presentation. I was mid-sentence. And I thought that was a, a low ball move, a pretty, you know, kind of tone deaf. And so that to me is kind of when I was like, you know what, I don't want to play this game anymore. I don't like the people, the kind of attitudes, the the kind of intensity, the kind of, um, you know, just it, it's just a real tough environment sometimes. And sometimes people lose that human touch, especially when you're working remotely. So I just kind of hit that and I said no. But also it has been helping me get to that courage point. Uh, has been my transformation going on with, you know, plant medicines and other sort of shaman work I'm doing with priestesses and healers, energy healers. So my connection away from the concrete in New York and moving towards the trees and nature is really having a really important impact to help me get the courage to say, you know what, this isn't going to work for me and I'm going to take the risk of walking away. Wow. That's amazing. So uh, if I understand correctly, in your in your experience, you actually took some holiday vacation to the nature, and that actually woke you up to the fact that no, not anything different than nature, tree, 
truth, life, and no more buzzing New York, Wall Street, and that. It that had a very big impact. Yeah, I mean, when you know, when I came back from this five-week adventure, I gifted myself with, which is the basis for my first book that's going to be coming out this year in 2024. It talks about how I start the chap the book by finding out I was going to get laid off, and our office was down near Wall Street, downtown New York City. And I welcomed an opportunity to go to the Amazon rainforest as in addition to a bigger trip that I had already planned out sort of in my head. And that resulted in me getting away in early 2020. So I went from Morocco to the Amazon working with the Shabibo shamans, the healers with their medicine work, the psychedelic work, and then onwards to Bolivia and South America and the Andes Mountains. And when I came back to New York City, I was you know, completely removed from the world for five weeks. You know, New York was starting to shut down because of coronavirus. So I had already had this transformation. I already had lost this job back in 2019, in late 2019. It was as if the universe kind of listened to my call uh, for action. Because uh, I did for the universe. I said, if I get laid off, I'll go. And then it happened days later. Can't really write this better. And so when I came back during this world that was, you know, shutting down and really changing right before my eyes, I ended up taking another job as this was happening in like middle of 2020. But even then working from home in a tiny apartment in New York without access to real good sunlight, you know, they were building a massive skyscraper literally behind my window at 650 feet tall. So that noise all day long, you know, being kind of stuck all day in New York and the noise and just everything. And just this job that was not really working for me in terms of like, you know, the back and forth and the, the real intensity, this new job. That's when I hit the breaking point. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This isn't going to work for me. This is not sustainable. And so that's the nature, the call to nature, because a lot of my travels as part of Emboldened Ventures really are a result of trying to find that balance of the intensity. And I'd always want to just get on a plane. You know, I was a scuba diver. I still am and take these trips, you know, while I was working, because you can't find me underwater, you know, I'm gone for a week, like, there's no way you reach out to me on that cell phone, or at the time, the Blackberry. So it was a way, you know, it, it kind of counterbalanced the intensity, I took intense, you know, real adventure trips, you know, you name it, uh, Easter Island, and climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, doing all these great adventures, while I was doing some intense work. But looking back now, as I continue to write my my books, my memoirs, I'm realizing that subconsciously that was my healing, right? I was going to pretty important places that had a lot of spirituality to them on the in the land, you know, a lot of mystic, a lot of megalithic, you know, mountain energy, you know, the ocean energy, the volcano energy, the rainforest, the trees, you know, El, El Capitan and Yosemite, the redwoods. You know, Sedona even, you know, and then eventually I started to work a lot with medicine men and beautiful energy healers and priestesses and, and so much more that, you know, it just a goosebumpsy validation. You know, it's just something that it comes to you when your heart is ready. And, and all this time, I guess I, I've been embracing this healing in a way to counteract you know, kind of the, the difficulties that had been the life I chose for the 20 years. Wow. I, I mean, thank you for sharing that. And I know that many people can relate. What you keep on saying is that the life I chose, you know that 
that thought is a thought that kept me stuck in 15 years of domestic violence because I chose that man, that family, that surrounding, and I must stick with it. That was my thought, my belief. And because it was, yeah, that is the life I chose, so I just have to put up with it. I, it's amazing how we can create our own prison and then feel stuck in it. Amazing. And we don't yeah. have to. Man, nobody holds a gun on your head and tells you, if you leave, I kill. No. Well, if you leave, it will hurt. I will miss you, but you do whatever you have to do. But it's amazing how we can actually create a prison for ourselves in, in situations that are not working for us. Wow. Yeah, they call them the handcuffs in my line of work because you're getting paid a high salary, you're getting this big bonus, you know, and then all of a sudden you've kind of got caught in the whirlwind of materialism. You have a second house in the Hamptons, not me, but, you know, I was pretty smart with the way I approached my own finances and kind of, you know, it was pretty modest. But generally speaking, you know, you got a lot of people who get caught up in that ego-driven material world, whether it's the title they're seeking or the corner office or the big deal you know, at all else. Um, and that has the, that's where I, I personally think that's where a lot of this bad behavior really stems from in these offices is, you know, people are driven by things that, you know, they think are going to be satisfactory for their life and, you know, teach their own, everyone's entitled to make their own decisions. But with that sometimes comes bad behavior and people stomp on each other in the sense of taking advantage of one's time and uh, being mean, spirited, you know, I, I want this by tomorrow and they gave it to me at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, I want it by tomorrow morning kind of stuff, you know, and, and so all because they're short term folks to get the deal or to get the project or, you know, to get the promotion or to, you know, get the bonus so I can continue to live the lavish lifestyle I put myself in. So, you know, with that, some and people, you know, sometimes get really exhausted, right? They're working long hours, they're pulling all nighters, they got other demands in their life and you know, we get irritable, we get tired, we get stressed, you know, we, we, we lash out. And there's such pressure, enormous pressure sometimes in these situations that, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm nice to you, I'm just gonna, I was gonna start cursing. That's kind of the world, right? Get it done. Um, and then, like I said, New York being around there, now I'm starting to realize being in nature, um, how, and my friend said this too, and I'm now really aware of like how noisy New York City is how loud that and they say it's a city that never sleeps it's true and that gets into your psyche so i have a friend who was kind of like my counterpart she and i were both in the renewable space and just like me but she was ahead of the curve she quit it all and she left her concrete jungle and went actually moved to belize the real jungle and she's inspirational i really enjoy knowing her uh she gave me some courage and you know i kind of sort of you can argue followed her in a little way uh but you know when she came back to see me in new york i want to say about two years ago with her baby and we were at a playground in midtown manhattan and she's like it's really loud here and i was just like really it doesn't seem so loud to me but there's cars there's horns there's trucks there's sirens you know, there's people yelling, there's kids screaming, you know, and I'm just like, really? But after she said that, now I'm like, because now I'm staying more more in Connecticut, I'm trying to sell my apartment, 
But being in nature here, it's so quiet and I love it. And when I do come back to the city, I was like a door slamming in my apartment building or, you know, the, the sirens are going or people are, you know, the brakes, the screeching brakes of a bus or just the loud noise of a subway or anything really. It's, it's, you're always on alert. Your nervous system is never quieting down in New York because it's stranger danger, right? There's a lot of people you just don't recognize when you just walk the sidewalks and there's cars, there's trucks, there's pedestrians. There's always something you got to watch out for. So you never relax. And I think that combined with this of a job combined with everything else in New York, it just, that's, that's really the breaking point that hit me. It was less of being insulted on a conference call or whatever, wherever you want to, you know, kind of describe that had happened. It could have been a really, it could have been a misunderstanding, but for all I know, that was the end of the road, man. I'm done. I quit. And that's what happened. And now I'm evolving into this beautiful discovery into the unknown territory. And I absolutely enjoy every minute about it. That's fantastic. That truly is fantastic. So what are your next adventures and endeavors right now? So I'm actually in about 20, well, 48 hours or so. I'm heading to Guatemala. Okay. I'll be on a plane to Guatemala for about a week. So I work with a priestess, an energy healer, somatic healer, an earth-centering shaman who's out in Colorado. And I, I found her after I kind of surrendered and went to this women's retreat out in the Redwood Forest in, uh, what was it, 2022, like around March at that time. And we've been working a lot together since. And she's going to be one of the teachers at this retreat that her student had put together. And she found all these beautiful medicine women of the Mayan tradition, women, uh, who are continuing their lineage of healing. It's a womb work session and a femininity kind of energetic embrace. And it'll be at the base of the volcano, like Atalan, uh, which is a very spiritually powerful place. So uh, I'll be there for a week as part of my healing, because a lot of what I just described was the masculine energy in me on overdrive to, comp to compensate or overcompensate for success in, you know, a dog eat dog sort of world. And I've realized that I've put aside, ignored, name it, the feminine in me in so many ways, the softness, the the kindness, the welcoming, the, the kind of healing aspects of that energy. You know, I, I decided to be an engineer in college. And ever since then, I've been in male-dominated industries and male-dominated kind of focuses. So as a result, I subconsciously pushed aside that sort of beautiful nurturing energy and kind of put my other sort of masculine on overdrive to get it done. And so now here's my kind of lesson of un un unlearning a lot of that and healing from it and kind of bringing on and cultivating, you know, this kind of newer, beautiful energy that I'll learn about when I get there. So Guatemala coming up. Fantastic. That is so great. And tell me, what can people buy from you now that you do Embolden Adventures? So I started this uh, Embolden Adventures passion project of mine way back in 2016 when I was unemployed. It was kind of my creative outlet to kind of me kind of get my confidence back and kind of get out of the darkness of depression. And, and it just really, it was a beautiful way to communicate and inspire people about all these awesome trips I was going on and, and beyond. And now, you know, given my business background, I have an MBA and all these other things I've done in my career. This is like my science lab and I absolutely love it. I'm, you know, and from just kind of surrendering and 
and allowing for this to just unfold naturally. I'm writing books. I'm a public speaker as of like five months ago, you know, and I have other really great projects. So, and the website just literally got um, awarded the most inspirational travel blog USA of 2023, which was pretty cool. So to answer your question, it's still a work in progress. It's unfolding. And I have uh, a business plan that I'm going to put forth in terms of bringing on transformational travel experiences under the Emboldened Adventures brand. And that will come, uh, you know, in time. I have the, the print for it and the resources and whatnot. But in the meantime, my book will be coming out, which will go into detail about those five weeks, you know, in early 2020. And it's a very powerful book. The more I'm writing, the more more it's flowing and, and the, the words are beautiful. And it's just a great story. It's a very interesting story. It's very timely because a lot of people are very interested the psychedelic experience these days so it goes into my experience with it and uh and so it's coming out this year you'll see it if you sign up for the uh, listserv you can get a free gift which will be the prog to the book and you'll be first to know when it'll come out and you buy it on amazon and uh yeah so we'll see uh, there'll be more about like the story behind the book and, and whatnot i'm very excited about it. and the more i write the more healing so it's it's just been an awesome experience that is truly awesome. So basically, if today someone wants to hire you, it's like really for a speaking engagement, a one-time $3,000 and done or something like that, maybe five, I don't know. And and that is really what's, what people can get from you right now. And then throughout the year, that is unfolding, the months to come, a book, more services through Emboldened Adventures, transformational travel, why not? Because it really is. With all the psychedelic experience, it truly is transformational because then you, you really get to know yourself in the, at a level that you would have never even imagined that is really beyond the human psyche. And that is what makes it so exceptional and transformational. That's right. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. They say it's 20 years of therapy in one, one ceremony. It, it, and, and obviously it needs to be done responsibly, and, you know, with the shaman set setting. Um, and, and I never touched a psychedelic prior to that. So that's why this is an incredible story. I went to the Mount Everest of all ayahuasca and did seven ceremonies with the Shibibo. But, you know, you can read the book and learn more. But you're right. The public speaking piece it's naturally unfolding and in, in a way that it feels like it's almost like a calling in some ways too. Right now I've already given six speeches. I started in September and I have a few more coming already that's in the works um, on the calendar. So uh, just, just jumping in with two feet and answering a call to compete in a speaking competition had never really given a speech before and I showed up. Um, it's really opened a door, uh, many doors in so many cool ways of meeting a new tribe of people that I never would have met in my line of work or in the office. And all these people are kind of like-minded in the sense of a growth mindset and trying new things and putting yourself out there and, and the support. And that's why I'm realizing, you know, once I left this world, you know, and it kind of starts, I start to see new, new worlds, how people have new way of thinking that the old world didn't really think of. Um, that sort of growth mindset, that sort of championing, the cheerleading, the support, the willingness to connect and network. That's why my speaking career is starting to really take off because I'm meeting all these cool people and it's all give and take. So um, yeah, give more time. So you know, ask me in another year, we'll see how much I've talked on stage already. <laughs> really? It's about yeah. transformation and travel. 
That's fantastic. Sarah, thank you so much for having shared your emboldened adventures with us and uh, your experience in life. Thank you so, so much. We're really, really grateful. Thank you, Gemma. Thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, we've talked before this and it was a joy to have a conversation, that long conversation we had. And I look forward to continue to keep in touch. You have a warm heart and you're beautiful. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>